0: Hey everyone, welcome to Zappagram, the mother of all music podcasts, where every week we cover the latest in music news, reviews, interviews, releases, discovery, history, and more. I'm your host, Chris Zappa, and as always, the world of music is a busy place, so without further ado, ground control to listener, take your protein pills, put your helmet on, this podcast ain't gonna listen to itself. Everybody, welcome back to another week of the Zappagram podcast. Thank you for being here. Thanks for coming back this week. I'm happy to have you. This episode is a special episode. This is our um 52nd newsletter that's going out. The podcast is not that old, but the newsletter is now a year old as of today. 1 year. Is it a birthday? Is it an anniversary? Whatever it is, it's the 52nd one. So, I've been at this for a year. And, uh, and it's been, it's been quite a journey so far. It's been great. Uh, I'm so grateful to everyone who has been with me since day one, everyone who has joined me along the way and to all the new subscribers who've hopped on the train over the last few days. There have been many of you and I'm, I'm very grateful and happy to have you. Thank you so much for subscribing and thank you so much for listening. I just, I couldn't be happier. I do admit that it's it's a little hard to believe that it's already been a year. It seems like just yesterday that I was starting the newsletter and, and a little nervous to send out my, my first issue. But then a couple of months ago, I was starting this podcast and uh, very nervous about putting out my first episode. But the reception has been incredible, and, uh, and I've had such wonderful compliments uh, paid to me by, by all of you. I've had more than one person tell me that this newsletter and podcast is unique in that they can't find anyone else who puts everything into one show uh, or one newsletter the way that I do every week. And that's fantastic to hear because I know I do cover a lot of bases. There's a lot of information in uh, every week's newsletter and podcast. But basically, my idea when I started this was that I, I wanted to build what I wanted to see in the world. I couldn't find anyone else that was doing what I wanted to do, and uh, and that what I wanted didn't exist yet. And so I built it. And as they say, if you build it, they will come. And uh, and and come, you guys did. You you showed up, and you continue to show up. And it means the world to me that you're all here. So once again, thank you, thank you, thank you. Happy anniversary slash birthday to Zappagram. 1 year strong and uh we're just getting started. So I've got a couple of things to talk about uh today before we jump into the show. One thing is uh our platform that we host the newsletter and the podcast on is called Substack. Substack has become very uh important over the last couple or 3 years that it has been around and uh it's a it's a platform built by writers for writers. And podcasters, um, content creators, I guess, as as it were, and their model is quite different from every other social media type company out there. Um, there's there's no advertising on the platform, at least not by the platform itself. The writers and podcast creators can, of course, advertise uh, if they wish to, and uh, we are fortunate enough to have a, a sponsor as well. Shout-out to Music Butler. I will talk more about them later in the show. But um, one of the wonderful things about Substack is that it is not an algorithmically-driven platform. If you see content on Substack, it's because you have chosen to. You have subscribed and, and shown interest in uh, following uh, authors or or podcast creators. So you really only see what you want to see, what you have specifically subscribed to, not what some algorithm is feeding you based on, you know, how, how popular a thing is and how much money it can make the platform. And so anyway, Substack launched a new thing today called Notes, Substack Notes. And that is basically their... It's basically Twitter, but on Substack. So take all of the good things that I just said about Substack and take the functionality of Twitter and and put that into Substack. It's for sharing short form content or resharing the short form content of other creators. And it gives the the content creators on the Substack platform yet another way to follow one another, interact with one another um and and readers alike. You don't have to be a content creator. So if you read uh Substacks and and subscribe to Substacks or follow podcasts that are on Substack, you can basically now interact in this Twitter like um, universe, but within the Substack platform. And uh think of it this way it's like Twitter without all of the garbage. Again, you only see or or hear what you want to and there's no trolls and there's no uh spam and uh, there's no no horrible people only 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 good people so that launched today so if you are uh already subscribed on Substack to Zapogram if you're you you may be listening to this podcast uh through some other streaming platform like uh Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Amazon, or Google. But if you follow the podcast on Substack, and if you are a newsletter subscriber on Substack, if you read via Substack, and you have the Substack app, which is available for iOS and Android devices, you can also jump in and use Substack Notes. It's a very well-implemented thing, and I think that uh, everyone should be excited about it and should sign up and and use it and interact with one another and share with one another because it's everything that you would want a social media platform to be with none of the garbage. So yeah, anyway, highly recommended, very cool. Please check it out if you haven't already. And, uh, And another thing that I wanted to talk about really quickly, which is a more personal thing, uh, something that I experienced this past weekend, and I'm wondering if anyone else out there has ever experienced something like this. So, it was a holiday weekend, as you know, and my wife and son and I had gone to visit family about five hours away or so, and we're driving back, and, uh, and, and I had a panic attack while driving. Um, everything started to, I sort of developed like tunnel vision, I felt very panicky and nervous, my chest tightened up, uh, the driving conditions were were great, all things considered. It was a lonely, deserted highway. There was literally no traffic. The weather was good. But all of a sudden, I just felt freaked out. And I've always had anxiety. Um Sorry, I should back up. Uh, I've driven all over the country, literally all over the country multiple times. You know, I've been driving for over 30 years. And I used to never, ever feel the slightest bit of anxiety when driving. In recent years... I've developed uh, way more of an anxiety problem around driving and uh, things like driving um, right next to semis that freaks me out. Driving over bridges tends to freak me out. Tunnels don't like those. Um, Not to mention the, uh, the concrete wall of death that they often, you know, have on, on highways or, or freeways don't like any of that, but I've never had a full blown panic attack before and that 's exactly what this was, you know sweaty palms, tunnel vision, felt sort of dizzy, and anyway i had to I had to slow way down, way down like forty miles per hour on this highway and uh pull off to an exit and just have the panic attack and breathe through it and freak out and Then my wife and I had to trade off driving and and she drove us the rest of the way home. But it's, uh, it was very debilitating to feel like something that I could not control was impeding me from doing something totally normal, like driving. And so I've done some Googling, you know, I went to Dr. Google and this is apparently, uh, more common than one would think. Other people go through this and experience this and there doesn't seem to be a rhyme or reason for it. But I've read many other accounts of people who, same as I, you know, had driven all their lives and never had anything like this. And then all of a sudden it started and it just hit them and and they didn't know where it came from. And so that's the boat that I'm in. And so my question is, is there anyone else out there who experiences this or has experienced this or knows someone who has experienced this? I would love to hear from you. If you could drop me an email at uh, hey at chriszappa.com. And let me know, uh, again, I would just, I would love to know if anybody else out there listening happens to experience anything like this and what did you do about it? How did you get over it or through it and, or, or did you? So anyway, yeah, enough of that. Enough chit chat, enough small talk. We've got a ton of music news to get through this week. So let's get going. <laughs> We kick things off every week with a quote, and this week's quote comes from the great Bob Dylan, who sang, He not busy being born is busy dying. Man, what a lyric. What a lyric. Um, that is from his song, It's All Right, Ma, I'm Only Bleeding, of course, and uh, I think I heard that for the first time when I was a teenager, and that really stuck with me uh, and has, has stuck with me all throughout my life. He not busy being born is busy dying. Think about it, man. Deep stuff. In this week's Rock the Vote poll, I'm asking the question, do you watch music videos? Always have, always will, or they still make music videos? My personal experience was, you know, I, I was there when MTV launched. I remember that. Uh, I was watching and I continued to watch for years and years and years you always knew when when an artist was releasing a new music video it was just it was just a thing and you knew that and when MTV stopped playing videos i stopped paying attention to the fact that artists continued to make them and uh one thing great thing about apple music is that on the artist page or band page on apple music of course they have Uh, all of their music videos on there as well. So, you know, that's how you know now if someone has a new video out. of course, you could also subscribe to the artist or band on YouTube. But for me personally, they just aren't that much of a thing anymore. But it's not because I don't enjoy them. It's just because I forget about them. I don't think to go check out the artist's latest music video. I just listen to the music. So yeah, I'm just curious. Where do you stand on music videos? Hit the poll in the newsletter and uh, give me your feedback. On this week's weekly playlist, number 52, uh, we've got a ton of new music from a ton of great artists, brand new stuff from Cliff Diver. If you are into ambient music, music that will just completely chill you out and soothe your soul, you have got to check out Cliff Diver. Uh, I've got music in there from Cliff Diver. Jenny Owen Young's Oracle Sisters have a fantastic new album out, Free Whenever, has a new single out that's amazing. Devin Church, St. Paul and the Broken Bones, Devin Gilfillian's new album is out, got some music on there from him, Matthew Logan Vasquez, Blonde Shell, Fruit Bats, Stay Outside, Slow Joy, My Friend Slow Joy, uh, Fatso Jetson, and Ghost Funk Orchestra. Every week I do a new playlist, and every week those playlists are available on both Spotify and Apple Music. As well, there is a master playlist on both Spotify and Apple Music of all of the songs from all of the weeks that we've been doing this. As of right now, I believe there's uh, close to 500 songs on the master playlist and over 30 hours of music, so um, you should definitely check those out. And do me a favor, when you're listening through, you are inevitably going to hear some tunes that you know, and you will likely hear many that you don't. If you are listening to any of our carefully curated playlists, please uh, let me know if you find something new that you love. Shout at me through Substack, uh, shout at me through social media, or drop me an email, hey at com, and let me know if you find your next new favorite song or artist. I put a lot of time and care into curating these playlists, and, uh, and it would mean a lot to know that you are finding good new music that you would not have otherwise found. All right, now it's time to dive into this week's music news. Metallica has a new album coming out called 72 Seasons, and uh, for the album release, they have done a takeover of the Jimmy Kimmel Live show. Every night this week, uh, leading up to the release on Friday, they will be on Jimmy Kimmel uh, performing, and they will also be doing interviews, and I hear that they're also going to incorporate them into various other parts of the show. In addition to their appearance on Jimmy Kimmel Live, the band is also giving the album a world premiere on April 13th, Thursday, with events planned at 2,100 different movie theaters around the country. Details are available on a special website for the global premiere, so check the link in the newsletter for the Rolling Stones story to uh, find out more. Foo Fighters, Pixies, Spoon, and more will play intimate shows at a Replica 930 club in D.C. The 930 club was a, a famous club in Washington, D.C., where tons of great bands have performed over the years. The Replica club, uh, called The Atlantis, will sit next door to the current uh, 930 club venue, hosting an initial run of 44 shows to celebrate their 44th anniversary, and the shows, uh, tickets for the shows will cost $44. $44 to see any of these bands is an incredible deal. I'm going to real quickly go through the list of everyone that you can potentially see at this venue if you're in the DC area um, for $44. Okay, are you ready? This list is ridiculous. Here we go. And these are in the order in which they will be appearing. The shows will run from May 30th through the end of September. And this is interesting, even if you're not in the area and you can't go see the shows, but just imagine seeing any of these bands for 44 bucks, okay? Foo Fighters, The Walkmen, Hot Chip, Rainbow Kitten Surprise, Modern English, Franz Ferdinand, Pixies, Tank and the Bengals, Yola Tango, uh, Mark Roberge, uh, Hannibal Buress, uh, Sylvan Esso, Darius Rucker, X, Jeff Tweedy, Bare Naked Ladies, Tegan and Sarah, The Head and the Heart, Magnetic Fields, Clutch, Jenny Lewis, Struts, Third Eye Blind, Portugal the Man, Living Color, Iron and Wine, Gogol Bordello, Bush, Shaky Graves, Drive-By Truckers, Parliament Funkadelic with George Clinton, Thievery Corporation, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, Gary Clark Jr., Ben Gibbard of Death Cab for Cutie and uh, Postal Service, Luna, Barty Strange, Spoon, Tove Lowe, Billy Idol, Bastille, Matt and Kim, and Maggie Rogers. Damn, for 44 bucks, I would be a broke mofo if I lived in the D.C. area. Anyway, if you are, be sure to go and check out the Atlantis.com website for more information. Got good news for Steely Dan fans. You're either a Steely Dan fan or you're not. For some reason, that band is uh, is has always been and still is, I guess, to this day, 50 years on. Uh, very polarizing. You either love them or you hate them. And I don't understand the people that hate them. Looking at you, Steve Albini, uh, who couldn't love, you know, meticulously crafted, meticulously recorded and produced music. I don't know. It's beyond me. Anyway, the news is that they are reissuing Countdown to Ecstasy on vinyl. Donald Fagan himself has overseen a new remaster of their 1973 classic Countdown to Ecstasy, which will be reissued on vinyl on May 26th. It's the latest in a series of reissues that began back in November with the release of the band's debut album, Can't Buy a Thrill. Master producer Bernie Grunman is remastering all of the records in the reissue series, along with the, uh, the oversight of Donald Fagan. So it's going to sound fantastic, and it'd be nice to have that on vinyl, so be sure to look out for that in May. Coachella 2023 is just days away. The uh, festival will be running this weekend and next weekend. That would be April 14th through 16th and April 21st through the 23rd. And you may say, I can't go to Coachella. I'm nowhere near Southern California or I can't afford Coachella or, uh, you know, I just I hate crowds, whatever. You don't have to worry. This year, Coachella is streaming every show from every stage across six separate feeds on YouTube. This year, the headliners are Bad Bunny, Blackpink, Frank Ocean, and Calvin Harris. But there are going to be a ton of other great acts as well, uh, including Gorillaz, The Kid Leroy, Burna Boy, Blondie is playing, uh, Wet Leg is playing. They are so much fun. Uh, Charlie XCX, Labyrinth, Remy Wolf, um, just a ton of great acts. Go to the Coachella website, check it out. And if you're uh, anywhere near there, you know, go. And if you're not, go check out Coachella on YouTube. Even if I were there, I would be uh, attending the shows via YouTube because uh, the bathroom at my house are, are infinitely cleaner, the concessions are cheaper, and, uh, and just everything is just, you know, less smelly. In Beatles news, the earliest known full recording of the Beatles performing live is set to be restored and given to a national cultural institution in the U.K., Earlier this week, it was announced that the recording had been found almost exactly 60 years to the day it was made. The hour-long, quarter-inch tape recording was created by John Bloomfield at Stowe Boarding School in Buckinghamshire on April 4, 1963, when the Beatles performed a gig there. Bloomfield, who is now 75 years old, was only 15 at the time. He revealed the existence of the tape to a journalist uh, during an interview recently, and uh, now there are plans to restore the old tape, which contains a full-length gig performance and includes spoken word segments from the band as they interacted with the audience. The journalist that Bloomfield spoke to was quoted as saying that talks are underway to get the tape cleaned up and uh, to make a permanent home for it in a national cultural institution the uh the Bloomfield feels strongly that it should not end up as so many Beatles relics have in the vault of a private individual. Apparently, the quality is very good as well. It was a, a truly unique Beatles gig performed in front of an almost entirely male audience. And uh, crucially, despite loud cheers and some screaming, the tape is not drowned out by audience reaction. So it would be really cool to be able to hear that. Hopefully that will surface at some point and we'll all be able to hear it. Speaking of unheard music, an unheard version of David Bowie's Let's Dance is set to be released alongside a series of NFTs to celebrate the 40th anniversary of Let's Dance. cannot believe it's been that long. Uh, blockchain platform Gala Music has teamed up with writer and producer Larry uh, Dvotskin, I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly, to release a limited series of David Bowie-inspired digital collectibles. The series goes live uh, this Friday, April 14th, giving fans early access to a previously unheard version of Let's Dance, which was re-recorded 19 years after the original. Fans will also have the opportunity to purchase bespoke pieces of Bowie-inspired art, with all proceeds going to Music Care's. The NFTs will be available to purchase via Gala that will be available at music.gala.com, G-A-L-A. So if you're a huge Bowie fan like I am, be sure to check that out. There's a new Guardians of the Galaxy movie coming out. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is uh, set for release in theaters in May next month. But uh, right now, you can listen to the soundtrack, which is already available on streaming platforms everywhere. And as always, those movies are always so incredibly soundtracked, it's ridiculous. And this one is no exception. This soundtrack includes songs from Radiohead, Heart, Rainbow, Space Hog, Earth, Wind & Fire, The Flaming Lips, Faith No More, Alice Cooper, X, uh, Beastie Boys, Florence and the Machine, Springsteen, The Replacements, and of course, Come and Get Your Love by Redbone. Again, the soundtrack is out now, and the movie hits theaters in the U.S. on May 5th. There is a new Bob Dylan biopic in the works, starring Timothy Chalamet, and that is set to begin filming this summer. It's biopic. I always thought it was biopic. It is not, but anyway, the project, which is still as of now untitled, uh, will also see Chalamet singing the legendary singer's songs himself. I didn't know that he could sing, and uh, uh, clearly didn't know that he could sing like Dylan. But that'll be interesting to see, nonetheless. I'm sure that'll be out probably sometime later next year. There's some KISS news. Ace Freely threatened to dish some dirt on KISS if Paul Stanley didn't apologize for some controversial comments he recently made. The drama between the two started last month after the KISS singer appeared on the Howard Stern show and explained why the band didn't perform when they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2014. Among other reasons, Stanley said that the choice was partly because of the demanding nature of the rock hall, which wanted Kiss to take to the stage with its original members, which included Ace Frehley and Peter Criss. Explaining why he wouldn't want to perform with the original guitarist and drummer, he said, At this point, that would be demeaning to the band, and it would also give some people confusion, because if you saw people on stage who looked like Kiss but sounded like that, maybe we should be called Piss. From there, Ace Freely went on uh, Sirius XM's Trunk Nation with Eddie Trunk and threatened to spill some secrets if uh, if Dirt, if if Stanley didn't apologize for the remark within 1 week. And according to him, that the dirt would come in the form of a 120-page manuscript which contained quote unquote career-ending details about both Paul Stanley and bassist Gene Simmons. 1 week since uh, Freely demanded that apology, He confirmed that Paul Stanley did in fact call him, but instead of an apology, quote, I got a five second phone call, which said, fuck you, Ace. I'm not going to apologize. And he hung up to me. I don't understand the dynamics of this, but it seems so weird that a a band that's been together as long as they have and are, you know, the band's comprised of adults um, that they can't get along. Why can't we all just get along? Speaking of legacy bands, which are made up of adults who can't find a way to get along, Motley Crue is being sued by their guitarist, Mick Mars. Mick Mars claims they kicked him out of the band and that they're not sharing profits with him. The band says that his claims are complete bullshit, so they're fighting and suing each other and going to court. It's this whole thing. It's ridiculous. And the band is still performing live and uh, continuing to tour and to that point, I saw some recent video clips of them live and whoo, it sucked. I was a Crew fan for a little while back in the 80s, but man, uh time has not been kind and Vince Neil's voice is shot. I saw a lot of people complaining online and posting videos of, of clips of the concert and of uh, Neil singing and they were basically they were wishing they could have their money back. That's bad. That's really bad. So maybe it's best just to, you know, go back and listen to the original recordings if you're a Motley Crue fan, but maybe not. Go see the show live because you're probably going to wish that you had your money back. A lot of tour news announcements in the news this week. Tears for Fears have announced a new string of North American tour dates. Maggie Rogers has announced a bunch of dates with Soccer Mommy and Always. Youth Lagoon have announced their first North American tour in eight years. Kings of Convenience have announced their first U.S. shows in 12 years. Little Sims has announced a string of 2023 tour dates. And our man that the uh, quote of the week comes from, Bob Dylan, has announced that he is going to play the Montreux Jazz Festival this year. He will be performing on July the 1st, but there are going to be a ton of other great acts from Sam Smith, Lel Nas X, Carolyn Polachek, Wet Leg, Pat Metheny, Christine and the Queens, Iggy Pop, Mavis Staples, so many good acts. Janelle Monae. It's going to be a great show. So if you are lucky enough to be in Switzerland this summer, you should definitely attend. Also, if you're lucky enough to be in Switzerland this summer, um you lucky bastard. Wilco's Jeff Tweedy has announced solo tour dates coming up this summer. The dates will coincide with the release of his new book titled World Within a Song, which finds the artist writing about 50 songs that have inspired him throughout his life. Uh, Some of the artists he wrote about include The Replacements, Mavis Staples, The Velvet Underground, Joni Mitchell, Otis Redding, Dolly Parton, and Billie Eilish. The book is due out in November, and the solo dates start next month uh, following the end of Wilco's current tour which runs through the end of this month every week there's a ton of news uh it seems regarding deaths in the music industry and uh this week is no exception to that rule there's there's a ton of uh news on this front sadly it was revealed last week that david crosby died after contracting COVID 19 uh graham nash said during an interview Graham Nash, speaking to Kyle Meredith on his podcast, uh, revealed that Crosby was rehearsing for a show in Los Angeles with a full band, and after three days of rehearsals, he started to feel a little sick. He had already had COVID once, but it turns out he had COVID again, and so he went home and decided that he would take a nap, and he never woke up. He died in his sleep, in his bed. And Christine McVie of Fleetwood Mac, um, she passed away this past November. Her family had released a statement saying that she passed away in the hospital after uh, uh, battling with a brief illness. Her cause of death has been released, and it turns out she died of a stroke, and she also had metastasized cancer. So that's incredibly sad. In further cause of death revealed news, uh Coolio's cause of death has been revealed to be a fentanyl overdose. He uh, he also had traces of heroin and methamphetamines in his system, but it was the fentanyl that killed him at the age of 59. Just don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. Longtime ABBA guitarist, Lass Wellender, has died at the age of 70. Uh, Wellander played guitar on many of ABBA's most well-known tracks. He toured with the band for years and was responsible for helping create the Mamma Mia soundtrack. Nora Forster, wife of uh, John Lydon, a.k.a. Johnny Rotten, has passed away at the age of 80 after a battle with uh, Alzheimer's disease. Vivian Tremble, a former Luscious Jackson keyboardist and backup vocalist, has passed away at the age of 59, also after a battle with cancer. And Ian Barenson, guitarist for Alan Parsons Project and Kate Bush, passed away at the age of 69. In other news that may or may not be music related but almost always is, Metallica's James Hetfield has announced a new book all about his guitars. The front man shares the emotional and technical elements of the chosen tools that have helped shape his singular musical journey. The four hundred page coffee table book is titled Messengers The Guitars of James Hetfield. It uh, details the frontman's entire collection of over 40-plus guitars, revealing the story and significance of each one within his life and career. His uh, instruments include exotic instruments, vintage Gibsons, and custom one-offs. And he also reveals many studio secrets, including key amplifiers and, and pieces of gear that have helped him sculpt his tone and create his sound over the years. The book is set for release on October 17th. The legendary Patti Smith is warning fans against, quote, stupid fraudster asking fans to send hair. That's right. Patty Smith has warned fans about a fraudster who is posing as one of her reps and asking people to send them pieces of their hair. The legendary singer-songwriter poet took to Instagram to let her fans know that if someone calls you, emails you, or any of the other ways people communicate, supposedly on my behalf, asking for something like, oh, don't know, perhaps hair, so they can make me a, say, wig, it's obviously not me. I don't wear wigs. She said that it's just the stupidest thing ever, and uh, I would, I would have to agree. That's really weird. In this week's Z-Rex, Zappa's recommendations, uh, I have a few things. First of all, I'm highly recommending Substack Notes, as I talked about at the, uh, the top of the show. I'm also recommending an article uh, written by Josh Friedberg, writing for Pop Matters. It's titled, A Lost Revolution, 35 Years of Tracy Chapman, which dives into uh, the singer's debut album, its socio-political statements, and its enduring relevance today. It's a very good article. It's a very good album. And I'm also recommending another Rick Beato video. Uh, he was recently allowed to come and tour the legendary Abbey Road Studios. And so by extension, we get to tour the legendary Abbey Road Studios. And it's a fascinating video, really interesting. You know, it's super cool to see like the mics that uh, the Beatles recorded on or the piano that A Day in the Life was was written on or a, a An organ that was used on Dark Side of the Moon. Anyway, very cool. Be sure to check that out. Links for all of those things are in this week's newsletter. Going to take a break for one quick minute to hear a quick word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Are you tired of missing new music releases by the artists and bands you love? Music Butler sends you an email to let you know when the musicians you love release music, whether that be new full-length albums, shorter EPs, or even new singles. Services like Apple Music or Spotify don't always notify you of album releases on time, and they don't show upcoming releases for your favorite musicians, but Music Butler does. You can automatically import artists from your Apple Music, Spotify, or Last.fm accounts, or you can manually follow your favorites. It's free to try it out for 30 days. Music Butler takes all the effort out of staying current. Stop missing out on new releases and sign up for a free trial of Music Butler today at musicbutler.io. This week's new releases, we've got a ton of great music. Uh new album from Shell, self-titled album, Shell. New album from Cliff Diver as well, self-titled Cliff Diver album. Uh, Devin Gilfillian's new album is out. Groundlift, my uh, friends from Boston in Groundlift, they have a new single out called Bottleneck. Matthew Logan Vasquez has a new album out, which is really, really good. New Mud Honey album is out. Oracle Sisters have a new album out, which is really, really good. Thomas Bangalter, one half of Daft Punk, has now released an album. And uh, Wednesday, the band Wednesday, just released their new album. Upcoming releases, this coming Friday, we have new music coming from Angel Olsen, Chat Pile, Feist's new album comes out, Fruit Bats, Go Go Penguin, Kirsten Blue has a new single coming out. It's very dreamy. Metallica's new album, of course, as I mentioned earlier, 72 Seasons, that's coming out. Uh, my friends in Mickey Sunshine are releasing Mickey Sellout Part 1, the first of three EPs they will be putting out this year. Uh, Natalie Merchant has a new album coming out and The Tallest Man on Earth. Other releases to look for this month, uh, Everything But The Girl, St. Paul and the Broken Bones, Twin Ritual, my friends Twin Ritual out of San Diego, have a new full-length album coming out called Allie. Uh, that'll be out on April 21st. Glenn Matlock of the Sex Pistols has new music coming out. Smokey Robinson. Stephen Stills is putting out a new live album live at Berkeley, 1971. Uh, We also see new music from Taj Mahal, The Damned, and The National. Just a few of the new releases to expect next month uh, include Duran Jones, Ed Sheeran, Jenny Owen Youngs, The Lemon Twigs, Olivia Jean, Subtract, Squirrel, Alison Goldfrapp, Daft Punk puts out their 10th anniversary edition of Random Access Memories. Dropkick Murphys have new music coming. Esben and the Witch, Madison McFerrin, and Moby. This brings us to our final section on this date, musical happenings of historical significance. On April the 10th, we celebrated birthdays for Bunny Whaler uh, of the Whalers, as in Bob Marley and the Whalers. Fred Smith of Television, uh, also the uh, former husband, now deceased, of uh, Patty Smith, Eddie Hazel of Parliament Funkadelic, Katrina Leskanich of Katrina and the Waves, and Brian Setzer of the Stray Cats, Mark Everett of the Eels, Q-Tip from A Tribe Called Quest, Andrew Dost of Fun, and Mandy Moore. Also on April 10th in 1962, the Beatles' first bass player Stuart Sutcliffe died of a brain hemorrhage at the age of 22. That same day, in 1967, Marvin Gaye recorded his version of I Heard It Through the Grapevine. And on April 10th in 1990, Tom Waits took Doritos Chips to court for using a Waits sound-alike on radio ads that they were running. The jury awarded him $2.4 million in punitive damages. Waits comment after the case, Now, by law, I have what I always felt I had, a distinctive voice. Today, April 11th, birthdays include Neville Staples of the specials, Tom Thacker of Sum 41, and Joss Stone, the great Joss Stone. Uh, Also on this same day, in 1961, Bob Dylan played his first live gig ever in New York City at Gertie's Folk City. He was opening for John Lee Hooker. Also today, in 1966, Buffalo Springfield made their live debut at the Troubadour in Hollywood. And on this same day, in 1981, Eddie Van Halen married actress Valerie Bertinelli. April 12th birthdays include Tiny Tim, Herbie Hancock, John K. of Steppenwolf, David Cassidy, Art Alexicus of Everclear, and Amy Ray of the Indigo Girls. Foo Fighters released their seventh studio album, Wasting Light, on April 12th in 2011. April 13th birthdays include Lowell George of Little Feet, Reverend Al Green, Max Weinberg of uh, E Street Band fame, Jimmy Destry of Blondie, and Hillel Slovak of Red Hot Chili Peppers. Also, on that day, April 13th in 2003, Madonna struck back at websites who were offering illegal downloads of her new album, American Life, by flooding file-sharing networks with decoy files. When the files were opened, they were greeted by the voice of Madonna, asking, What the fuck do you think you're doing? April 14th birthdays include Loretta Lynn, Richie Blackmore of Deep Purple, On that same day, in 2003, a man was arrested accused of making up a Bjork concert and then selling tickets worth $14,000, $40 each, after persuading a San Diego nightclub owner that Bjork had agreed to play there. He was accused of taking the money and moving to Hawaii, where he was later arrested. Also on that same day, in 2015, soul singer Percy Sledge died at the age of 73 And on that same day, uh, in 2021, Rusty Young of Poco died at the age of 75. April 15th, birthdays include the legendary blues musician Bessie Smith, Dave Edmonds, uh, composer Michael Kamen, Linda Perry of Four Non Blondes, Ed O'Brien of Radiohead, and uh, country bluegrass musician Chris Stapleton, oh, and Patrick Carney of the Black Keys. Also, sadly, on April 15th in 2001, Joey Ramone died at the age of 49 after a long battle with lymphatic cancer. Lastly, on April 16th, our birthdays include uh, Henry Mancini, Dusty Springfield, Jerry Rafferty, Peter Garrett of Midnight Oil, Paul Buchanan of The Blue Nile, Dave Perner of Soul Asylum, Sean Cook of Spiritualized, uh, Selena, and Chance the Rapper. Also, on that date, in 1969, Electra Records dropped Detroit's MC5 from their label after the band took out an advertisement in a local paper that included the company logo and said, Fuck Hudson's. The band were protesting at the Michigan department store Hudson's uh, refusal to stock their albums. That same day, April 16th in 1993, David Lee Roth was arrested in New York's Washington Square Park for allegedly trying to buy a $10 bag of weed. You guys, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Zapogram. Number 52. One year in the can. And here we go, looking ahead to the future, right? It's always got to look ahead. You got to look ahead, can't look behind. There's no future in the past. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for coming back week after week. Your support means the world to me. Thank you for telling your friends about Zappagram, your enemies, your spouses, your neighbors, your dentists, your deli workers, your Amazon delivery drivers, your mechanics, and anyone else who will listen. I can only do this with you guys. Hey, take care of each other. Be good. Until next week. I'll see you back here. Same time. Same place. Be there. Be square. See you then.